Hello team, how are we all today? So, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you so, so much. The amount of support I received when I put out on my socials that I was going to be doing this podcast was incredible. I honestly did not expect to receive that much, that many questions, that many topic ideas, and just general support for the podcast itself. I've been wanting to do this for a long time long time and I've never really had the confidence to do it and now I've kept myself accountable I've put it out there so we are here doing it and it's been fantastic to have all that support from multiple different people from multiple different places all over so thank you so much and I received a ton of questions on an Instagram poll I put out on my story. If you're not following me on Instagram, you need to do that. I'll put it in the link below. It's where I'm going to be posting regular updates and getting you guys to dictate the podcast. So I got a ton of questions, all of which I'll answer in future podcasts. But there was an overwhelming theme, which was university. You know, tons of questions regarding like mental health and many other things. And I thought, well, why not for the first episode do a university guide, a how-to, a university 101 podcast. So that is exactly what we're going to be doing here today. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. I'm your host, Tom Pabani, and this is what we actually talk about. Okay, so a guide to university, a University 101 podcast. I cannot tell you how excited I am to do this and that it's the first one. I think it's a pretty prevalent one against uh, amongst a lot of us, you know, and this is going to be for both people who are going to uni, thinking about it, not sure whether to, whether in your first year, third year, final year, whatever, this is going to be for you. And I've got so many questions. I've got like 20 questions here and I know that seems like a lot. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to timestamp them all so you can go into the description below and just head to the one that intrigues you most and just listen there. So you don't have to listen to my voice for the whole entire thing because I know that can get pretty boring. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So the first question I got was, which university should you choose? Um, That's based on another number of factors. I am at the University of Bath, as you may or may not know. And to be quite honest with you, I chose the location over anything else. I loved the uni itself. I loved the place. I loved Bath. I loved the surroundings. I loved the opportunities. It's not too far away from home. I have family that live in Wales, so it's like an hour or so away. It was just perfect for me. And I don't regret it in the slightest. Yes, it was great for my degree, which is sport and social science. So it was like number one in the country at that time when I was applying. But that wasn't really the primary reason for driving me there. You need to think about choosing your university in a number of different, like with a number of different variables and reasons as to why you're doing it. So location, um, is it good for your course? Can you actually get in there with your grades? Is it feasible? Do you think you can actually get in? You know, there are many things to consider. But ultimately, you'll get a feeling of whether it feels right. So I attended so many open days and I implore everyone to go and do that. Go to as many as you can. Plus, you get a couple of days off school, which can be really sick. But, you know, go to as many as you can and just find out and really get to know the place. Like, go to the main places and go for a whole walk around with your parents or family or whatever it is and get to know it as well as you can. And you will just get a gut feeling as to what is best for you. That's precisely what happened to me. I had my heart set on Durham University for, (coughs) God, so long, like 
over a year, like it was Durham, Durham, Durham. And I went and I absolutely hated it. I even stayed the night and it was the worst thing ever. No offense to anyone who's at Durham. I just didn't like it. It wasn't for me. Went to Bath, completely fell in love with the place. So you really never know unless you go. So make sure you go to those open days and really make the most of it. And while you're there, ask questions, ask former students, ask you know uh, any lecturers or professors who are there about the course and what it's going to be like. So you really get an overarching kind of like you really get to know the course and the place itself as much as you can. That's all I can suggest. So what was Freshers Week and did you enjoy it? Did I did I like Freshers Week? Um, yeah, Freshers Week was good. Um, I'll be honest, I'm a lightweight, still a lightweight, always have been, always will be probably. And I just couldn't hack seven days of continuous drinking. It was just so hard. I actually had like two days off. I know, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. Don't worry, I'm used to it. I've had it my whole life. <laughs> but yeah, so I was a lightweight and I couldn't hack those days off. And that's fine. Um, but it's kind of like linking into the next question of freshers do's and don'ts. While you're there, try and socialise as much as you can. Now, you've got to remember that freshers week is your first impression, essentially. Um, on your flatmates, you know, I lived in a flat of 20, which is quite a lot, really. Like some people don't have halls that big. So I had a flat of 20 and you've got to make sure when you go there that you are really open-minded and that you're going to try and get to know people. Like, not everyone's going to be your cup of tea. And to be quite honest, I got super, super lucky. Like, I made some friends really, really quickly and they were awesome. Like, I cannot be thankful enough. Like, I feel I got absolutely blessed at the time of the friends that I made. But you've also got to put yourself in a position which you can do that. So here are a couple of tricks and tips that I've got for you when you go. First of all, keep your door open when you're moving in. I know that seems so simple, but it's so effective. While you're moving in, just get a doorstop and leave your door open for like the first week. Just make sure that people can come in, you know, just have a chat with you, get to know people, you know, don't keep your door closed and hide away. That's the last thing that you want to do because you're going to isolate yourself. People aren't going to get to know you. And then what's going to happen? People aren't going to make an effort with you for anything. And that can be really, really hard. And you don't want to feel isolated at uni, which is another thing that we're going to talk about later in this. So that's one thing. Two, sit in your kitchen or common room. Don't spend all the time in your bedroom. Make sure that you're socializing. Just even being there while cooking and eating, like it's going to make so much more of a difference because you'll end up talking. Even if it's awkward small talk, that will grow and you'll start to get to know each other and like little nuances of people. And that becomes really important. Another freshers do, join societies. Oh my God, like go to Freshers' Fair, find out about all the societies and join one, whether it's a sports team or some other society of any kind. Like we had loads, we had a great British bake-off society at the University of Bath, which is absolutely ridiculous. But you need to join these things because what happens, you find people in common. So I joined the powerlifting society and the entrepreneurship society. And I can honestly say it is the best thing I've ever done while I was at uni. It has been so so impactful to meet like-minded people and it's just another community because you're probably going to have a sports team you're probably going to have people on your course that you gel with you're probably going to have housemates that you gel with and it's just another group because you're going to have different interests within all of those and you're going to want to hang out and do different things with all of those types of people join society it's not that hard go to freshers fair plus they often 
give out free dominoes, which is always a bonus, and just find out more things. Like you really need to put yourself in a position to do so because things don't happen by chance. Like university is where you're gonna have the most autonomy you're ever gonna have. It's completely up to you. No one's forcing you to go to lectures. No one's forcing you to study. No one is forcing you to do any of those things and put you, you know, put you outside of your comfort zone you've got to do that yourself and I know that seems really daunting and hard at first but if you do it within the first week everyone's in the same position everyone's nervous to go to uni I don't care what anyone says I was incredibly excited but I was still shitting myself like I cannot tell you how nervous I was and I'm a pretty confident guy in general but I was so scared because you have no idea what you're going into and you've got to remember that thousands and thousands and thousands of other people, especially if you're a fresher, are going to be in the same position. So there's no need to worry about that. Okay, now we're getting into the uh, nitty gritty of <laughs> the podcast. Um, this is going to be a funny one. Should you go to university in a relationship? Right. Okay. This is going to be this is going to be funny. Um, do I think you should go to university in a relationship? So right now we're going to be talking about, say you have just done your A-levels or whatever it is you need to get into uni for first year. Um, it depends, completely depends. Um, if you're in a loving, happy relationship where everything's great and you give each other effort, by all means, I don't think you should break a relationship off, especially if it's going well just because you're going to uni. I don't think you should do that. I think that's disrespectful towards the other person. I think it's disrespectful towards yourself. And I think it's generally just a mistake. Um, but here's my other thing. If you then go to university and you have the smallest bit of doubt that your eyes are wandering or that you don't think you can stay with this person for a prolonged period of time, end it. Just end it. Because it is not worth going through hurting someone because you will be affecting their life in another way just be truthful be honest and here's why i think that you should just cut it off if you're having these doubts university is the biggest learning experience you will ever ever have my god the amount of different things that you would experience there and you don't want anything holding you back now, that might be a controversial topic in itself about being held back by someone else, but you have to realise that it's not just your life that you are in control of if you are in a relationship. You need to consider the other person. They're not going to be happy if you're going out with a bunch of guys or girls and vice versa. Like They're not going to be happy if you're doing that constantly. If you're constantly getting drunk, there are going to be fears and people are going to get scared about types of things that you may or may not do. And that doesn't necessarily mean going out and cheating on your partner. It doesn't mean that in the slightest. It could mean not giving them enough attention because you could be on opposite sides of the country. You could be on opposite sides of the world if you go that far with university. And there are more things needed in a relationship than love. And that's a whole other podcast topic that like we could dive really deep into that but sometimes love simply isn't enough you need attention and you need people to be there for you and you need to have you have other needs like physical needs let's be honest like let's not be around the bush here like you know you have other physical needs but you obviously have psychological needs like you need to feel comforted and have someone there for you when you're in times of need as well and to not have those things 
can be really, really draining. And you don't want that to hold back your university experience because there are so many things that you're going to learn, particularly within your, say, first term of university. Like, it's going to open up so many doors for you and you're going to be busy. Let me tell you, those that first term, you're going to be wanting to go out. You're going to be wanting to meet people. You're going to be wanting to see things and do things and have all these incredible experiences. And I think you need to do that and think of yourself in a vacuum with no one else interfering at all, whether it's consciously or unconsciously interfering. You do not want that. Um, so do I think you should go to university in a relationship? No, if you can avoid it. That's all I'm trying to say. I think it's not a bad thing to go in one, but I think it's a better thing if you don't. But there are certain cases where it has worked for people. They've really loved it and they've managed to keep their relationship going, but it takes a ton of a ton of work and there's a reason why they say long distance relationships don't work they can and they do but it makes it a lot lot harder and the thing is you're likely to meet more people that you have in common with you've got to realize that you're in a completely different stage of your life right now while you're at home and you're in sixth form or college or whatever you're doing you've probably been around the same number and same group of people for a minimum of five six years like you know these people inside out when you go to university you're then in a different community people have different experiences and different things to talk about and different you know things to converse about and different things to share and you want to you're going to want to know these things and you probably will end up finding someone that you have more of a connection with or more in common with and do you really want to let that opportunity pass you by i don't know that, that, that's one thing that you need to figure out, but that's just my opinion on it. And by the way, the whole point of this podcast is not for me to give you advice. I'm not giving you a guide or a how-to. I'm just laying it all out on the table, using some of my experiences, just so you can make an informed decision yourself. That is how it's going to be. It's a general conversation, okay? No hate. Really, please no hate. <laughs> okay, does first year count? Kind of, not really-ish. Honestly, make the most of it get that 40%, just make sure you get 40% to pass, um, that's all you need to do, just don't be stupid about things, do the bare minimum, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh you shouldn't do that, and I know from personal experience, I didn't get the experience of first year, because I was so focused on doing the best, I ended up getting a first in first year, um, but that definitely compromised my social life, I didn't have enough fun, and it's funny because I'm going back in third year, which is my most important year of university this September. I am just committed to working hard, playing hard, and I want to have more fun than I've ever had. I honestly cannot tell you I want to go out more. I want to enjoy myself. I want to be a social butterfly even more than I you know, already have been because in first and second year, I didn't really have that experience all for another number of things. But I really think in first year, just make sure you get that 40%. Don't be stupid. Study as much as you need to get that get the 40% and enjoy yourself. Okay, so how to make friends and what to do if you end up not being able to make friends at university. What do you do if you are lonely? So this is a pretty tough question and I've got a lot of things regarding this because being isolated at uni is quite tough Um, and it happens to a lot of people because the funny thing about university and I think just like life in general at the moment, is we live in a globally constricted world. And what I mean by that is that it has never been easier for people to make friends. Um, With social media, 
and many things like that. We, you know, we have everything at our disposable disposal. It's right at our fingertips. We can contact anyone that we want instantly across the world. And there's the same thing within university. You've got people right next door to you. You've got a ton of people on halls. You have thousands of thousands of people in similar positions to you. And it's supposed to be the most social environment you're ever going to be in. And yet you can still feel incredibly, incredibly isolated, which seems contradictory, but it does make sense, especially if you're someone who lacks confidence and doesn't want to put yourself out there to try and make friends and things like that. So to make friends, it kind of goes back to the freshers do's that I said, like it's the first impression. If you start off well, you will generally carry it on. Keep your door open. Make sure that you're going to these events. Go on the bar crawls. Even if you're not going to drink, go on the bar crawls. Go and explore the city. Join a football team or a sports team or something like that. There are so many more benefits to joining a sports team than just the social aspect. Even if you're not good at sport, then there's the social aspect to consider. You know, uh, join societies. Um, go and work or explore like the libraries on campus or go to social spaces where they have people hang out or, you know, go and watch games and turn up to, to the netball match or whatever like that. You just need to put yourself out there. And if you don't, it's, it's obviously going to be harder. But in terms of feeling lonely and isolated at uni, that's a really normal thing. Like, I've definitely felt isolated and normal, and that's because I didn't put myself in a good position. But here's another thing about feeling that way. It's not always a bad thing because you need to learn to be comfortable in your own company. And that doesn't mean shutting yourself away, but it means learning how to control your emotions, become more emotionally intelligent and do the things that ultimately make you happy. You know, it's not about being, you know, hiding yourself away. It's about learning how to develop those feelings and develop yourself on a personal level. Now, I know that I can spend tons of time on my own but equally, I need to be out there. I need to be amongst people. I'm most certainly an omnivore. I can be out there with people, bubbly, but I can also just want to stay at home and just do my own thing. But that can eat you away at times. So what you've got to do is you've got to find something that's good for you. So when you're feeling isolated and alone, make sure that you do things that will ultimately make you happy. Perhaps you know, work on a craft or, you know, if you're going to the gym, that's a pretty introverted thing you do on your own. That's another thing that can make you feel lonely and isolated. But make sure that when you're in those positions, you are somewhat progressing in some way. Read, develop your intelligence, do your work, do those things. And they seem like introverted, isolated things, but you are continually working on yourself. And this is why I always recommend to someone to join a gym when you're at university. There's always going to be a pure gym or a KISS or a 24-hour one where it's like £15 a month. And it's honestly the best investment I think you can make while you're at university. And here's why. You're going to come under a lot of peaks and troughs and trials and tribulations while you're at university. There are things that are going to be go wrong. You're going to fall out with friends. You're going to ultimately fuck up at times. You're going to ruin your assignment or fail an exam or just have a really bad day or turn up late to a lecture or fall out with someone. Like there's always going to be something that's going wrong. But if you go to the gym or you join a sports club or something along those lines, you know that you're making a certain progression each and every day. 
right? You're becoming 0.0001% better every day. You know you've always got that in your locker. And it's another thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be the gym. It could be reading. Now, reading is something that I've taken on and I started doing a lot while I was at uni because when I was feeling lonely and isolated, I knew that if I read a book, I was learning something. I was becoming better at something. I was finding out more about the world. And now this isn't to become completely deep and think, oh, this is a really whimsical thought or anything, but it's just some general kind of like know-how as how you can get through those periods. Because you will go through those periods of where you're feeling alone and like the world is against you kind of thing. So do things that allow you to progress in some sort of way. You know, learn a language outside. I know it's like another thing that can like be a stress on top of you, but it's not obligatory. Just take it at your own pace. And I think it's important to kind of progress elsewhere because if you go to university with just a degree and come out of there with just a degree, you haven't done it right, in my opinion. Like they say that's what you go for. Like you go there, you get a piece of paper and you walk out. It is so much more than that. And this is why I'm a firm believer in university is completely what you make it, as is everything else. If you go in there and think, oh, I just go out with a degree, a bachelor's, an MA, whatever, whatever it might be, then that's all you'll end up with. Go in there with the idea and intention of getting more and as much out of it as you can. I mean, you're paying £9,000 a year for this and then you've got maintenance loans on top of it. It's expensive. It is the most expensive course you'll ever do. Get the most out of it. Like, absolutely rinse it. Like, come on, when you go and get a pick and mix, right, you pour as much as you can into that bucket as you can. You absolutely know it, right? Because you want to fill it out as much as possible. Think of it in the same way. Make sure that you're getting every single thing that you can out of it. That's my advice there. Although I'm not trying to give you advice. You know exactly what I mean. Choosing a housemate. This is a really good one um, because I think a lot of people get so scared about choosing housemates that they choose them really early and you know you don't know someone well enough by like October to pick someone. And what I've figured out is that there is a threshold of which you can choose your housemates where you get to know them well enough and you'll have some good housing because people are always so scared like oh houses are gonna go like I'm, we're not gonna get any good ones and let me tell you one thing you would much rather prefer a shit house with good housemates than the other way around i am just telling you right don't choose your housemates in october you may think oh yeah they're amazing like we get along so well we're gonna be busy mates like don't right you might well be but you will fall out at some point and you'll get to know someone you don't get to know someone that well within a month so give it time and wait until like march maybe april next year there's still going to be good houses there's still going to be opportunities there is always 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 houses for you to pick and you'll get to know someone more than that period and then you'll find somewhere trust me that is the way to do it also recommend you never go in a house out of five, just above five people. Just don't, just don't do it. It's too much stress, too much cleaning, too much noise. Don't do it yourself. Five max. I had five in my second year. Great decision, great bunch of people. Like, don't go more than five. You just shouldn't, shouldn't do it. <laughs> okay, money management. Money management. Okay. Now, I know this is probably the biggest single stressor than anything for people while they're at uni i know it is for me um we all come from different financial situations we all get different loan amounts 
it's tough. Like, it's really tough money management. I got a lot of questions on this. And how do you do it? So this is kind of interlinked to another question of whether you should work while you're at uni. Um, if you have a very demanding degree, such as medicine or pharmacy, I don't think you should. Um, and that's purely because you're spending most of your time working. And it's so important to pass and do well in those kind of things. Like, you really cannot afford to fuck up. I don't think you need to. Um, but if you're working in a degree like mine, for instance, which had like 11 yes, 11 hours of lectures a week, including seminars, then by all means, get a part-time job. I had a part-time job in a gym for a couple of months. It did, in the end, become a little bit too much for me, but but that was because of like really early mornings all the time, getting up at 4 a.m. three times a week. Totally different thing. But get a part-time job. It allows you a ton more freedom. It allows you to do more things. It means that you have less stress, and it's just one more thing to worry about. Like, Decision fatigue is such a massive thing while you're at uni. Just reduce the amount of choices that you have to make, reduce the amount of stresses that you have on your mind, and you'll feel so, so much better for it. So get a part-time job, whether it's in retail or a gym. But here's the one thing I recommend, become a club rep. Become a club rep. Oh my God, I wish I did that so much. Why? Because one, free entry to clubs, hell fucking yeah. Cheaper drinks, of course, like bonus 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 but you get to meet more people as well it's very very sociable very sociable and it's easy money like people want to go out just promote it like everyone thinks it's a douchey thing to do and everyone thinks oh you're such a weirdo and a creep for trying to promote things and stuff like that and then you always see that person in the north face jacket i get it don't worry become a club rep it's fun it's enjoyable and you're going to get to meet so many so many people and that's going to be really really important for you and it's more money in your pocket it's more money saved it's more money in your pocket and it gives you more opportunities now money isn't the be all and end all of everything like i want you to realize that like currently i'm the most broke i've ever been that's because i'm happy and it's fine i don't care so if you're happy and you don't need money it's fine but what money does give you is it gives you choices it allows you to do things and do more things which is really important especially while you're at university because you don't want to miss out on those social occasions and you don't want to end up eating pasta for the rest of your life let me tell you that and you don't want to be drinking poverty vodka and orange squash because that is just gross just don't do it i will never forget the time that i was trying to be really cheap and on a budget and i bought co-op's own gin and I have never been more sick in my entire life, turned up to my lecture the next day, and I thought I was going to die. So don't do it. <laughs> it's really not worth it. So yes, money gives you choices. In terms of management, you know, be frugal. Don't be stupid. Like, one of the things that I've figured out is that your loan is there for a reason. Get a student overdraft. It's okay to go into your overdraft. That is what it's there for. No one expects students to be you know, swimming in cash, unless you're an international one, let's not even go there with your Louis Vuitton jackets, whatever it is, but <laughs> but money management is based on a ton of different factors, like, just don't be stupid, it's really that simple, like, do not be stupid, don't buy things that you don't necessarily need, use it for other things, and what I say is that don't spend it all on materialistic items, because a university, do you really need them? Probably not. Um, that's a whole other thing in itself again. But spend it on socialising, meeting people, you know, though going out and drinking and 
building relationships, that's where the majority of your money should be going as well as on food and other things. But if you have some sort of disposable income, that's where you should use it. And just track your outgoings and incomings every single month. Like you can get what's called a loot card, which I think is incredible. So loot tracks all your money. You can put a certain amount on it each day. So say you had a minimum spend per day. Well, loot, you can set that up so you can't spend any more. You can't take out any more. That's a really, really good thing to do. Um, Some other tips are make budget-friendly recipes. So food-wise, get yourself a slow cooker and a rice cooker. They slay, saved, slayed, saved my life. Like rice is cheap and cheerful. Slow cooker, you can just bung it all in. It's not time consuming. And you've got a meal there ready for you when you want. I know that's kind of like a different topic, but just get something that's going to make your life easier and more convenient, more economical. Another thing is when you're buying things like meat, if you are a carnivore, go to a butcher's. They're going to be so much more cheaper. Um, you can always ask for like some of the stuff at the end of the day where they don't sell everything and they'll just knock the prices off. Look at reduced sections in shops all the time. That's going to help a lot. Um, another thing is buy in bulk. I know that sounds really odd, but buy in bulk, you're bound to get more deals. Also, go to a greengrocer. They're going to have much cheaper vegetables and fruit and produce and it's always going to be a lot nicer. And another thing is you'll probably get to know the person there if you go enough. Like... I went to this um, greengrocer on the street near me last year and I ended up knowing them in the end and they always used to give me a little bit more for my money, which is great. You know, it's just another one of those things. So that's one thing in terms of money management. But you will not be balling. You will not be swimming in money. Let me just tell you that. And that's totally fine. Like, I'm part Indian. My dad's an accountant. His dad was an accountant. My uncle was an accountant. They all worry about money. They are tight as fuck, right? They just are. So I've grown up my whole life thinking money's so important. I have to worry about it. I need to be frugal. Like I can't spend too much money on anything. That has been my whole mindset growing up from as long as I can remember. But you're at uni, you're there to enjoy it and you will pay your student loan back at some point. Like, don't worry about it. These three years, just make sure that you are enjoying yourself as much as you can. Okay, so how to remain focused for prolonged periods of time for days and weeks when you're studying and how to manage stress while dealing with exams and revision. This is a really cool one. This is a really really cool one so i've got some i've got three really big tips um so exam season coming up for example right now as i'm recording this podcast and if you're anything like me your three words are shit 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 (laughs) you're scared you're scared right and i would be too like exam season can be incredibly stressful like the mere thought of revision makes me want to curl up in a ball and cry and the library is more of a cemetery than a place of study like You've seen the memes on Twitter. You've seen the memes on Facebook. It is like the worst place in the world. So here are my three tips. One is work to a calendar. Um, So rather than have a to-do list, work to a schedule. Pencil in a period of time to complete a task. To-do lists breed a lack of productivity purely because you have no set time upon which to complete a task. Set aside an hour or two to complete a chapter of your curriculum or an area of study. You then have to complete it and remain focused within this time. So if you simply have a to-do list to work through, you could end up on the same task for way too long. I know that people write to-do lists and think, oh, I'll get this all done tomorrow. And then they never end up getting it done because they just go through them at their own pace. So write a calendar, just like a revision timetable, set aside a certain period of time that you're going to do. 
and just work through that period and you'll get your tasks done way more efficiently. Plan out your day and then you can always plan out rest periods. So work for an hour, rest for an hour, but then you've got to go and work again. If you have a to-do list, you'll just come back to it as and when you feel like it. Next, break it down. Like, <laughs> not in a weird kind of American dance way, but break it down. So break your work into chunks. So if you look at a 4,000 word essay, on the face of it, it seems really, really scary. That is a lot of words when you think of it. So change your thinking. If you make an aim to write 400 words a day in just 10 days, you're done, right? Even if you write 200 a day, you're done in 20 days. Now that's a much more feasible and realistic thing to achieve. So what you need to do is you need to break it down into realistic goals and ones that are actually achievable. Now 200 words a day doesn't sound that hard. Even 400 words a day doesn't sound that hard. So employ that when you're doing other things like reading. So say you've got a book to read within two weeks, right? If it's a massive book and it's got like 30 chapters and it's like, I don't know, 700, 800 pages or whatever it is, just break it down into like 100 pages a day and you're done really soon. And it's so much more easy to think about. And I couldn't understand why people don't do this anyway. So one of my aims is to be read to read like 50 books this year, right? So far, I've got through 18 books, I think it is, since January. And that seems like quite a lot. But I've just read like a chapter each and every day. And you get through it quicker than you think. So break it down. That's going to help manage your stress massively. Because once you've done those 400 words, leave it. Walk away, leave it. Go do your own thing. Do another task go for a run, go have something to eat, go out on the sesh, but make sure that you do those 400 words and you will feel so much better once they're done because that is a task that is achievable and you will feel like you've done something after you've done it. That's what I totally recommend. Okay, so the next one is work capacity. Now, this is based on something called the Pareto principle, which I'm not going to go out and talk about here because it's really long and it can get really frustrating, but here it is optimize your work capacity. So here's the following. Three hours of work at 100% effort or 10 hours of work at 30% effort. Which would you choose? Well, it's simple. You choose the first one. So if you're working at 100% of capacity, you're more likely to retain more information. You're more likely to get more done. And guess what? You've only done three hours and then you can go and do your own thing. So if you've seen people in the library for 10, 15 hours, hour days because they're just moping around not really concentrating getting things done that's because they're not putting in maximal effort put a maximal effort for a shorter period of time you'll get the work done better and then you can go and enjoy yourself it's so so much easier so they're my three main tips another thing is to manage your stress is to do things that excite you and enjoy you outside of working and exams and assignments and revision like i said go to the gym because if you're still feeling shit about revision and it's just not clicking and it's just not working and you're feeling like will out of in between us go to the gym go for a run cook bake just distract yourself a little bit right it's important because you need periods of rest because your brain cannot handle that much for that long like it can become really really hard don't go and take modafinil, the study drug, although I am going to be having a drug specialist on the podcast in a few weeks, which is going to be really, really cool. So we're going to be talking about kind of like study drugs and all that kind of stuff. That's something I'm really excited for and whether you should really take drugs and the interest in them, whatever. So we're going to be talking about that. But, you know, 
you need to have those periods of rest and when you can really feel that you're kind of like taking a break because no one can study at 100% capacity for more than three hours, in my opinion. It's just not possible. It's so hard um, and you will eat yourself into the ground massively, absolutely massively. Okay, the misconception that students can't cook. So this was actually submitted by my friend Molly. Um, <laughs> yes, we can cook. But again, like, it's another thing. It's just reduce your choice making. Like, we all love food, but it's just another stress that you don't need to deal with sometimes. Invest in a slow cooker. Get some quick and easy meals, like chicken and bacon pasta. Amazing. Get a slow cooker and just make some stews or some curries and just get a rice cooker. And then you've got something sorted. It's so easy. And, you know, we, we can cook. I'm a bit of a foodie. Um, <laughs> so how to stay physically healthy at uni? Um routine routine is so important there's a famous saying is that you don't need to be diligent about your routine but be diligent about your routines um and what that necessarily means is yes you're going to go out drinking you're going to go out and you're going to have late nights you're going to have early mornings you're going to want to sleep in you're going to want to do all those things especially if you go out you're going to want to lay in and you're going to have a hangover but make sure that you have routines in place that keep you on track and that can help manage stress and that can help manage your physicality and loads of other things because it can really set you back if you've been drinking and you run yourself into the ground so here's the thing if you go out on a night you could easily sleep in until like 1pm the next day. Just make sure you don't do that. Set yourself a time. Make sure if you go out, you do not sleep past 10am or 11, right? Just set an alarm. Make sure you don't sleep past that time because you're going to waste so much opportunity. And you don't want to be on your deathbed and think, oh, I spent half of my university days just lying in bed, hanging over, hung over and just monging out. Like you don't want it to be like that. Make sure you get out and do things. Go for a walk, clear your head, do those things. That's really important. Again, join a sports team. It's sociable, it's physical, it's going to be great for you. And there should be no excuse as to why you can't get in the best shape of your life while you're at uni. It's a dog-eat-dog world at university. Everyone wants to be the Beanock, the big name on campus, like the guy that everyone looks around. Like I'm not the biggest guy, I'm not the most shredded guy, but I definitely got into the best shape of my life while I was at uni and I plan to keep on going with that because... You're going to have so much freedom and it's a really cool time. Like everyone's worried about their physical appearance. Like everyone is. Don't worry about it. Just try and become the best you, as corny as that sounds. Like manage your physical health. Like make sure that you're not doing a shit ton of drugs <laughs> and all those kind of stuff. Again, something we'll talk about in a future podcast because that's a whole different thing. But just make sure you're looking after yourself. Just don't be stupid. It's another thing. It seems so much harder than that, but just don't be stupid. Um, so next is how to deal with peer pressure. And I've definitely succumbed to peer pressure. Uh, I was not a big drinker before I went to uni. I certainly am a bigger one now um, due to like the influence of people. But here's my advice. No one really gives a fuck. Like no one actually gives a fuck if you drink or not they'll probably care for 10 minutes and then they'll forget about it like they really will like if you're going out sober for all different types of reasons maybe you don't like alcohol maybe it's due to your religion and faith or maybe it's because you just don't feel like drinking that day or maybe you're just more worried about your physical health and i don't know maybe you're dieting losing weight and you just don't want to drink alcohol like they don't actually care that much
like they really do not care that much so just say nah i'm not drinking nah i'm not taking drugs nah i don't want to do it and they just really won't care because soon they'll be off in their own merry little land and you're going to be the last thing on their mind it really is that simple um i know some people don't let up that easily but just be persistent like you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do it's really really quite that simple um because i've been there i've been pressured to you know take things and do things i didn't necessarily want to do and i haven't done them and it's really simple because the next day like they don't they really don't care (laughs) um mental health at uni uh yeah so i thought i'd end on this one and i've been talking really quickly (laughs) throughout the majority of this podcast but this is one that i really wanted to talk about because i got an overwhelming amount of questions um and people asking me to talk about this topic in particular. And I've definitely, definitely suffered with this. Just to remind you, this podcast is as much as an outlet for me to talk as it is for you to kind of resonate with me. Um, my first year, I was incredibly sad. I missed home a lot. I missed my initial group of friends a ton. And the amount of times I thought about dropping out was pretty ridiculous. Um, you know, there was a time where I completely packed up my room and everything. And it was just like, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Like I'm just not, not dealing with it. And I think the majority of people go through that period and that's normal. That is completely normal. And there are a number of different stresses that we've spoken about previously and, throughout this episode itself um you know feeling socially isolated um it's normal but you've got to understand that you've got to stay in your own lane like university and the people there it's com- it's incredibly competitive you know i used to see a ton of guys that were like better looking more popular better at sport beanox big names on campus and i'd get incredibly jealous and envious and i'd feel belittled in many many ways and that can become incredibly tough and I know I'm not the only one who's felt like that you know you like I said it's a dog eat dog world um but again like you just got to think about staying in your own lane like just because one person is doing something else you know you can't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter two like comparison is a really really important thing and I just wrote kind of a a quick kind of thought that I had um, that I wanted to share with you and it is about comparison and why I think that eats people up at university um, and I believe there are a number of factors that, that influence young people. Um, don't compare yourself, it's easy to say, not so easy to act upon and you can't compare yourself to the likes of other people that you see around university and that you're sharing your dorms with or that you're in class with who may be smarter than you, who may be richer than you, who may be taller, who may be better looking, who maybe get all the attention from other people elsewhere, right? Because we can't compare ourselves and there's a simple reason for this. As Just as there are a reason why those older than us are richer than us, it's because they've had more time to accumulate more capital. They've had more time. They've had a different experience, a different background and a different life. So if you can compare yourself to these people, who do you compare yourself to? Well, the simple answer is you compare yourself to you yesterday. You need to set goals, but realistic ones that 
allow you a reasonable chance of success. Every day, succeed. Every day, become better. And this compounds, and you will become even better over time. You know, make progress each day, each week, each month, each year. It's a continuous process. It's not an overnight achievement. And that's my biggest kind of like ploy for you is to just try and become better each and every day while you're at university and just enjoy it. Just let your hair down. And I know it doesn't seem that simple because there are so many different nuanced factors and variables that you need to deal with. But don't worry about the clothes that someone else is wearing or the fact that they might be richer. Like you've just got to find your place and go for it. Like as cliche and as corny as it sounds, university is about finding yourself. It's about finding who you are, what you like, finding out what life you want to lead. And you will meet people who want to lead that similar life to you. Um, but you've just got to make sure that you put yourself out there and put yourself in a position for, for you to allow yourself to do that because nothing comes easy like it really doesn't you need to put yourself in the position and surroundings to allow yourself to thrive and I have definitely made those mistakes like it's really easy to get caught in a, in a rut and not want to do anything you become comfortable being uncomfortable I guess, um, you know, you put yourself into a hole and you don't want to get out of it. And it's really hard to climb out of it. But trust me, climb out of it, let your hair down, do those things, go out, experience as much as you can while you're there, because university really only happens once for everyone. Um, yes, there are masters and yes, you can redo your degree and stuff, but you only get that first university experience once. And I just implore all of you to make the most of it, like stay there, like do your thing, stay in your own lane and make sure that you're going on this incredible journey with other people. Mental health is a really, really complex, deeply interrelated subject. And I know as well as anyone how hard it can be. And I know other people who have gone through it and how other people find it hard. And it's just about doing the things that you know are going to be beneficial for you you need to allow yourself to be helped because there are so many more deeper things that can contribute to things like depression and mental health comparison being one of them and we have a lot of these things called junk values which is something that um a guy called johan harry talks about and we're going to be talking about this in another podcast as well but junk values like what do you actually care about like why do you care so much about in what other people are doing why do you care so much about how your life looks on social media why do you care that everyone thinks you're having a good time at university like if a tree falls in the woods and there's no one there to hear it does it make a sound you know focus on you because if everyone thinks you're having a good time you're really drawing yourself into a false sense of security you've got to be having a good time and you've got to make sure that you are having that all for yourself like you need to be the star of your own movie do you while you're at university it's easier said than done but just employ all of the tactics that i've suggested here today and come up with your own and think of it as 
the biggest learning curve you're ever going to have. You are paying for this. You are paying for this experience. Just make sure it's worth it. Make sure it's worth it. Um, that's the end of the podcast. I just want to say thank you so much. Um, this is my first one. So it's been really different for me to do, quite hard for me to do. Um, I don't know how it's gone. I'll listen back to it and see how it went. And I'm sure you guys will rinse me in the feedback. I really want honest reviews. Tell me what I could be doing better. If it's too long, if you'd prefer shorter ones, if you'd prefer different topics or me to delve in more onto different subjects. Um, tell me if I'm shit. Honestly, constructive criticism is great. Um, and I'm not the most intelligent person in the world, but I just like to share my thoughts and hopefully let you guys know that you are not alone in any venture that you have. We all have these feelings and that's precisely why I called it the What We Actually Talk About podcast because, you know, you're not alone in this. Loads of people have similar thoughts and feelings like with regards to mental health at uni and other things like we all go through these trials and tribulations. So it's just about knowing that there is a wider community out there and even if you didn't take, you know, a ton of advice away from this episode in particular at least you know that you are not the only one having these thoughts um but again thank you so much for listening thank you for all the support if you have any suggestions for the next topic send me an email below jump on my instagram send in some questions like that would be really 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 helpful um i've got a couple of great interviews coming up over the next month got a ton lined up and it's only going to get better from here you know it's all about self-improvement improving this podcast improving the amount of content that I give to you. So without further ado, as I've said about 10 times in this podcast, it's probably my phrase, I'm gonna end it here. Thank you so much guys, and I will see you in the next one.